0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad here on Radio Row down here in the uh, Winfrey Hotel in Hoover, Alabama for our final day of coverage here at SEC Media Days. Of course, today as you're listening, it is Friday, so enjoy your weekend. I'm certainly going to enjoy mine. I'm on vacation as you're listening to this. You won't hear me today on Sports Talk Mississippi on the Friday show nor all of next week, but I will be back with you. After that, I want to thank all our listeners, no matter how you're listening to us, it be it at supertalk.fm or anywhere you're getting your podcast. We appreciate that, especially our servicemen and women out there. Protecting our freedoms, we want to thank our sponsor, Strange Brew House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. It's so hot outside. It's just nasty. Brian Scott Rippey's looking at me right now as I record. He's like, he's agreeing with me though. It's just disgustingly hot outside. So go get an ice cream sundae and cool yourself off, or go get a frozen hot chocolate or an iced albino squirrel over at Strange Brew Coffee House over there on Highway 12 in Starkville. Uh, mini day's wrapping up. So what do we got to talk about today? Uh, you know. We sort of hit on Joe Moorhead and everything he had to say uh, on our podcast yesterday. We do have a box score to get through today, Mississippi State versus Kentucky, which is an interesting game. Plus, I haven't talked about Van Studeman's dismissal uh, as the head softball coach at Mississippi State. I want to hit on that today. But we will start with that box score segment. Here's something MSU hasn't played in a, a while. They haven't played a game, sort of like, I don't know if revenge game is the right word, because, you know, whenever you lose a game the next year, you want to get the team back, and State's lost to, to Ole Miss and Alabama and LSU and then come back and won the next year. But for Kentucky, it's a game, when's the last time State lost a game to a team that they had to play the, the next season? And it's a game that going into it, you thought they were going to win and maybe win even win easily. Hey, you think maybe the South Alabama game in 2016, but, you know, you didn't play them the next year, and then that was just a freak of nature occurrence. Kentucky beat up Mississippi State a season ago, physically outmatched them. For a team in Mississippi State that prided itself on being a physical team, Kentucky really did a number on them last season, and even more so uh, – that was by far the worst performance of that MSU defense, which was so good all year. It wasn't even close. Benny Snell, who, who, you know, you've got to give him a lot of credit last year, said he was going to dominate that defense and then did so, really, really put it on them. Um, And State was just miserable offensively in that game, and that was really the first time we had seen that, you know, the previous three games, sort of similar to this year. You had played three non-conference games. Dominated those opponents. She thought we're going up to Kentucky to win this game and win big because Kentucky's not good enough and State's just better. And what happens? Kentucky dominates the game themselves and wins 28 to seven. And that really started the funk that you know Mississippi State went through mid-season where they lost you know three of their next four. Um. So you have a, a, a true revenge game on, on on tap here for Mississippi State. State is going to want to beat Kentucky very badly. Not not in terms of the score, but in terms of what emotionally, because they want to get back some of the mojo they lost last year. And one thing we've always said not on this podcast and on the B&B show back in the day, before that is, MSU going to bowl games and keeping that bowl streak alive is dependent on one thing really, really much, and that's Kentucky has to remain in the win column for Mississippi State. It cannot become a swing game. It cannot become a game where you oh, well, where are they playing it at? It's got to be Mississippi State is favored to beat Kentucky 100% of the time for State to be a consistent bowl team. You feel like you're going to win your non-conference games, even with the Power 5 team because State's not playing Michigan or you know, Stanford or, or, or Clemson. You should be able to win those games. You should be able to beat Kentucky. That gets you to five wins. And then it's you know, Arkansas, Ole Miss, along those lines. Who can you beat here and there? If you can do those things... You got a great chance to continue your bowl streak. If you don't do those things, then you're in trouble. And beating Kentucky is, is, is on top of the list. I, I w- I'm trying to think. You know, State is sort of interestingly, you know, eight and two in the last ten against Kentucky, and both times they lost to Kentucky, they did go to bowl games. But you think about it. You know, it's because they were 5-7 uh, and seven and got in on the APR in 2016. And then last year they were able just to win enough other games. You know, you, you wouldn't think in a season, if I told you beforehand, if I told you before the 2018 season that State was going to lose to Kentucky but beat Auburn and Texas A&M, I don't know how much you're going to buy into that. But it happened. So, you know, last year I think is an outlier. Nine times out of ten, State needs that Kentucky win uh, pretty badly. So when we look at this game this year – I want to think of it as almost the mirror image of last year, just reversed. I want to think of it as Mississippi State is going to be the team that is just grinding Kentucky down with Kylan Hill in that running game. That's sort of been the theme on these box scores. I, I, and maybe I'm just wrong. Maybe, I'm, maybe it's because I haven't seen MSU be successful at passing under Joe Moorhead. Maybe I haven't seen Tommy Stevens play yet. But I I, I, maybe I've, I feel like maybe I've been a little too uh, run-heavy in my predictions for what MSU has been doing uh, in these early uh, box score segments. But I really do think that, again, you know, Snell last year took some shots at Kylan Hill, and Hill wasn't really able to answer. Now, part of that was the, the, the way the offense worked. They just didn't get him the ball. I think if he had been given opportunities, perhaps that could have happened for him. But it didn't happen that way. But, I, you know, Kentucky, you look at what they lost defensively, specifically the loss of Josh Allen, who really made a lot of money last year playing Mississippi State. He was dominant that day. If you go back and watch the NFL draft and the highlights they showed of Josh Allen, you'll see a lot of maroon and white in there. He ruined Greg Island today and was able to just really affect his will. But I, you know he's gone now, and, and along with another a few other key people from that Kentucky defense. So for me. You know, it's going to be about the run game for Mississippi State being physical, which is something they've been able to do basically every other year prior to this. Now, granted, different head coach, but, you know, the talent level for me, based on what I saw and what I know Kentucky brings back versus what Mississippi State brings back, leads me to believe you should be able to get there. You should be able – to run the football effectively against the Kentucky Wildcats. And if you can do that, you're gonna win the game. But this also could be the first time that we really and truly see Tommy Stevens. You know, at this point, your four games into the season, the comfort level should be there with the receivers and in the passing game. This might be a, a breakout game for Stevens in terms of what he does in the passing game. Uh, State, if you go back and watch that game from a season ago, had some opportunities in the passing game. And one of the uh, games that Joe Moorhead showed us in that coaching clinic we went to was the, the Kentucky game, and we saw that there were some opportunities there that Nick Fitzgerald wasn't able to take advantage of. Will Tommy Stevens be able to take advantage of those those opportunities is the question. If he does, yeah, those big plays are going to be available to Mississippi State. Those big plays are going to be there to loosen up that Kentucky defense, and that should lead, again, to a bigger day uh, for Kyle Hill in the Bulldog rushing game. So that's something to watch for, for sure. On the other side of the ball, if you go back a season ago, uh, State defensively played really well against Kentucky. That was a 14-7 game until about midway through the fourth quarter when there was a turnover. And at that point, the dam just sort of broke, and Kentucky was able to get those late, those late scores. Um, Terry Wilson is not a quarterback that scares you if you're, you know, depending on, you know, whoever you are. He is not a quarterback that when you look at him you think, "Okay, he can go out there and win games." Um, completes a lot of passes, but you know, sort of similar uh, to what you maybe you saw from Fitzgerald a couple years ago where it was just a lot of short passes and keeping it close to the line of scrimmage and a lot of dump-offs and screens and things like that. Not a guy you think can stretch the field, beat you with the deep ball, beat you with the intermediate passing game. So, I expect state to load up against the Kentucky running game, and without Benny Snell there to do that, to take care of that for uh, for Kentucky, I don't know if the uh, the Wildcats will be able to be successful uh, against that Mississippi State defense. And this this will be a great opportunity for MSU in that defensive tackle position we've been talking so much about to maybe go in there and. Uh, have a a big game you know you look at that Kentucky defense and I mean, outside of Quentin Bohanna and Cash Daniel you know there's a lot of of new faces and there's a lot of guys that you know haven't shown that they can be big-time players in the SEC so for me you know this is a great chance for Mississippi State to have a sort of a full circle game have a uh, an opportunity where how to put this an opportunity to, like I said, I don't like the word revenge here. I don't like the word revenge because I don't think it's a a revenge game, but it is a game maybe to you sort of you get some mojo back. You know, this would be a game where if State comes out and is dominant and wins this game, let's just say something like 31-10, to 10, which is just a, you know, based on the previous games against Kentucky outside of last year, that's a reasonable score to predict. I think... A lot of people are going to sort of come around and say, "Okay, obviously Joe Moorhead has got some things figured out. Obviously Tommy Stevens is, is what we thought he was going, what we hoped he was going to be. If you can do that, you're going to be in pretty good shape." So for me, this is—it's not a revenge game. I don't really know how to put it. I don't really know the word to describe it because I, I don't think. But that said, there could be some aspects of revenge. Remember, Kentucky talked a lot before this game. Now they backed it up. Don't get me wrong. And they, you know, when you talk and then you back it up, well, then I have no problem with that. You remember there was a little bit of a pregame scrap before this game. And then after the game, Benny Snell, you know, was basically, you know, hey, I told you I was going to do it. He had no, no qualms about it. So for me, I thought that, how to put it, I, I think that, that this game is big for Mississippi State. Maybe it's big for their psyche. But they can sort of put the disappointment of, of last season behind them with a win here, and if that's the case, you know you get then you got a chance to get some momentum going because you go to Auburn the next week, and I, I think that's a beatable Auburn team. And then you have that game with Tennessee. What if you're six and zero? That's a big what if because you're playing tough teams. You know you're playing four Power Five teams in a row here: Kansas State, Kentucky, Auburn, Tennessee. But if you can do those things, well. You're 6-0, and and you got games left with Arkansas and Ole Miss and Abilene Christian. Well, buddy, now we're at nine wins. So this game against Kentucky is huge because it provides the opportunity for momentum, provides the opportunity for, for closure, and it provides the opportunity to set yourself up for monster success in the second half of the season. If your state's 4-0 and after this game, Really worst-case scenario, I think, at that point, it's going to be eight wins. Because I would think you're going to beat Tennessee. I would think you're going to beat Arkansas, Abilene Christian, and Ole Miss. And now you're at eight and four. You lose this game, and I can't take you seriously to beat Auburn, to beat Kentucky. I'm sorry, to beat Tennessee. I can't do it. So then you're talking about maybe six and six. State needs this win. They need to do, And they need to win it sort of in the format that I've lined up where this is the game where... Uh, where where the passing game finally starts to deliver those big plays, I, not that they won't have them in the, in the previous games, but this is an SEC game, so it'll just feel different if that happens. It'll just look different if it happens that way. Um, and then for Kylan Hill to continue, I, I, again, you know, with Kylan Hill from a statistical standpoint, at this point in this in the season, four games in, I'd like to see him between you know six and seven hundred yards rushing. He should have had big games against you know those those non-conference opponents, lesser opponents. He should have a, a, if he goes over 100 here, he should be between maybe 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 a little high, yeah. But, but if he's around 625 yards four games in, that's that's big time in it. So big game for Mississippi State, you know. It, it but this is the last year that needs to be that way. Mississippi State needs to get back on track. Of Kentucky is a game that we win every year. If that's the case. That's the mindset of the MSU football program. Then you know you're in the right place. This game becoming a toss-up is what Mississippi State uh, does not need. All right, let's switch gears. And we're really switching gears. because I don't know how much softball we've really talked about here on uh, Thunder and Lightning. But for me, the uh, dismissal of Van Studeman is, is very newsworthy simply because of the, uh, the, the timing of it. You know, not at the end of the season here, you know, well, at least, what, a full month, if not longer, since the season ended. Uh, that, to me, you know, and obviously I don't know anything. I don't – I can't report anything. But um, you, you, you have – you know, the, the – the, the, it just doesn't look right, you know. When a coach is, is hired or – when a coach is fired, and that's what happened here. This was – she was fired. When that happens outside of the you know couple of weeks after the season ends kind of situation that that window, then then there's obviously you know going to be the well something must have happened, and you know being an MSU uh, covering this team you know your, your your thoughts automatically go to baseball and Andy Canizaro. I don't know that I don't think that anything like happened like that has happened, but you just think about oh gosh you know is, is there going to be a statement? Remember here we are. You know, two years since the removal of Canizero, there has never been an official statement of why he was uh, removed as head coach. He just left, and that was that. So I don't know that we'll ever get any uh, closure on this one either. I don't know if we'll ever find out for sure why Van Studem is no longer the head coach. But I don't think it was just about wins and losses, because if that was the case, you're going to make the move when the season ends, you know, in the coming days after. I think it was MSU fully expected her to return, and then something has happened to make that uh, Impossible. Uh, so for Van, you know, uh, seven NCAA tournaments in eight years, it was one of those situations where she won, but she didn't win enough, I don't think. Now, c- because if you wanted to make this higher for wins and losses, I could get behind it, because she was, a t- you know, a, a cons- she was consistent in the NCAA tournament, but she never advanced. She never won a game against a higher seed, I believe is, is, is a true thing. Um, Consistently, you know, 11th, 12th, 13th in the SEC, um, and you look at last year's team, and you think about the the power they had with those with with the new thunder and lightning. Uh, to, to to not be able to be better than that is is something that you can know, you can make the case that they should have been a much better team. And then you throw on top of that, you know, fairly or unfairly in this state, there's going to be. Uh, a, a, co- a comparison to Ole Miss, and you see that Ole Miss has been to super regionals in the last two years, and you see that Ole Miss has won an SEC tournament and been in, finished in the top fifteen. I mean that that puts a lot of pressure on a head coach, and you know they had that twenty seven to nothing loss I think to Ole Miss this year, and yeah they bounced back from that and won a game and, and and nearly took the series, and they played better after that loss. But that's a tough loss, you know that's something that that's embarrassing. So. You know, if you want to make this about wins and losses, I can certainly get behind that. Now, the rumor mill, and it's, it's, it's just the rumor mill, is that the, the staff of Samantha Ricketts and Tyler Bratton may stay intact. And if that's the case, I wouldn't be surprised to see who become the interim this season and sort of go from there. You had a similar situation in track where Chris Dudley, or Steve Dudley, I'm sorry. Chris Dudley played basketball in the NBA. Uh, Steve Dudley left at an unusual time, and, you know, they put the interim in, and now he's the head coach. So something could similarly happen with Tyler Bratton or Samantha Ricketts. They could, you know, take the interim job this year, bring on another assistant, and then, you know, get through the season and then, you know, reevaluate then. I think State's going to be a tournament team again. They're bringing in the Aspen, the girl from Neshoba Central, Aspen Wheatley, who's one of the nation's top pitchers. I think she'll be the ace of that staff right away. And then you've still got your power in the lineup. you, you, you still you still got your hitters. You should be pretty good. So – an unusual situation, and just from a, on a personal note for me, you know, you guys who have followed me for a long time since the V Sporto days, you know that uh, I used to, we used to do the Van Studeman show on there, so I had a, a you know, I knew Van, and I considered her a friend. So, you know, it, this is the first coach that States uh, pushed out that I thought I, I considered a friend. So, you know, from a personal standpoint, I hate to see her go, but at the same time, you know, it's, 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 it's obvious, obvious that... Somebody that something happened to make her make it impossible for her to come back and be the head coach of Mississippi State. I want to find out uh, what that choice is or what that reason was, I guess I should say. Uh, but, I, but I will be surprised, I am doubtful that we will ever get to know the answer uh, to that question. So uh, I guess that's it. I'm going to wrap it up. I'm, I'm ready to start this vacation. I'm ready to get out of here. I need to recharge a little bit. I'm going to be down in the Big Easy, tell the oyster farmers that I'm coming. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Guys, have a great weekend and a great week. Remember, don't forget, there's no thunder and lightning all next week. Both Joel and I are on vacation. also won't be on Sports Talk Mississippi. I was told I, – I spoke to Joe Moorhead yesterday, and I told him, look, unless you do something really dumb, I don't have to work. It's so like, don't get fired. Don't have any kind of scandal. Just, just stay in your house for a week if you could make that happen for me. And he said he would do that. So, if something big happens with MSU, I'll jump back into the mix. Uh, if not, guys, talk to you in a week. Have a great, great last uh, or second to last week of July. I'll be back with you very soon. This has been Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk, Mississippi.